The QPR podcast is sponsored by Florally Yours. Based outside Harrow-on-the-Hill train station and run by Kerry, a QPR fan, they can supply everything you need in the way of fresh flowers and plants for every occasion. QPR! Welcome to the QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser, and we have a full house of podcasters tonight. Uh, the original four. Uh, fa- it wasn't the famous four, was it? It was the famous five. five? Famous five. Okay, the famous four. Uh, Fantastic. Apart, I prefer that. I prefer that because um, the only thing that is true is that there's four of us we're neither fantastic nor famous i'm david i'm joined by paul finney uh, from independent ours hello paul all right Uh, and funky flowers and funky flowers which talking of flowers Mm. let's thank our sponsors for this evening which is florally (laughs) yours thank you florally yours for sponsoring us um if you have any needs for um any flowers fruit veg outside harrow on the hill station paul would you recommend the button it button it button it button it (laughs) Chris Charles from Wait For It, Wait For It, BT Sport, and uh, Chris Mendes from ITV Sport. Hello. Um, There's lots of good PR companies out there, isn't there? There's, there are a few, yes. Why? She, she amuses in one of them. Carry on. <laughs> He's got up about this other flower company, hasn't Should we he? start again? Should we start no, because everybody needs to hear you having the hump about another flower company <laughs> sponsoring us. Florally yours, they're called. Right. I've got the hump. Okay, fine. You planted the seed there. I know, I know. Um, let's talk about the QPR podcast. We are on Twitter, at QPR pod. We're on Facebook if you search for new QPR podcast. Um, and you can also listen to all, the, all old episodes, I beg your pardon, on our website via qprpod.co.uk. Right, we are fresh off a clean sheet at the weekend. Jimmy Floyd, House of Banks, first game. A nil-nil draw. Paul, what's your take on it? It was, it was, it, it was just what it was. I mean, I was, I, I, I'm, I'm more baffled that we've played so many games about strikers and we haven't lost, so you can't really moan about it, so it's working. Um, but it just seems really negative at home to start about these strikers. Then we brought um, Charlie Austin on, we looked more livelier. But Gray for them looked the most liveliest of all the players on the pitch. Uh, you could argue that Phillips should have scored a couple of times. And, um, you know, you can see what we're trying to do. We're just trying to make it hard to be beaten. And then I think come January, he's going to reevaluate the squad and then bring in who he thinks will do a job and try and get rid of others. Because it just seems to me we just we just got to play through to January and then see what happens after that because in this league you can start winning after January and quite easily get in the playoffs in my humble opinion which matters for not especially Flores <laughs> <laughs> Chris uh, me uh, <laughs> yeah I mean it was um, I thought it was quite encouraging first half uh, we did as Paul said the, the problem was we created quite a lot of chances but clearly Pay for the fact that we didn't have a striker on. Uh, I mean, if he, if Charlie can only be risked for half a game or less than that at the moment, I mean, maybe it might be an idea to actually start with him because what's well, going on with that? Well, well, he, he was injured, wasn't he? And he, I, I mean, he's either he's either being protected 
to be sold in January. But how much are they going to get for him in January that they need to protect him now? Do QPR got... need the one million or no, two they million that get they're going to get for him? You get what, more than for that six months. Yeah, but we yeah, want contract. I think so. We got two uh, games depends. in four days, though. Maybe you can't play two games in four days, ninety minutes. Maybe he'll start. Well, okay, yeah. yeah, he doesn't I mean, look very pleased. He doesn't look happy with life. He looks happy in that Christmas video. Oh very, God! Very, very <laughs> but if the guy's fit enough to play for half an hour two yeah. weeks ago and eight days ago and whatever, then surely you would think he's your best player. He's going to score the most goals. He's going to score your goals. You can start with him. There's got to be. Well, more that's what to I mean. I, I, would, I would. I mean, assuming that the reason he has he has been brought on um, and that he's not starting is the fact that he's coming back from injury. Then I'd be tempted to start him because by the time him and then Jet came on. We were starting to run out of ideas, run out of legs, and Burnley started to look stronger. I mean, having said that, the defence, uh, Hall and, I was going to say Hall and Oates then, Hall and, Hall and, Anua, Hall and in, Anua in the centre of defence are starting to look immense. Hanua. They were saying, I think on one of the sites, maybe Clive's site, that they need like a name to call them. We need a name to call Hall <laughs> and Anua, and we haven't really got one yet. Yeah. Chief Hall, I think, was a Oh, I see what you or, mean, yeah. Uh, well, I just call them Hall and Oates by mistake, but I don't think yeah. they'll be too thankful. No, they're doing well. Um, but yeah, um, but they they did really well. But yeah, I think we just if we'd have had a striker, like, on I could go for that. Hey. <laughs> was that? Yes. I didn't know what you said. <laughs> I said, "Hold on, no, it's a I could go for that." Right? right. So, yeah. yeah. Or just who are? It's a granddad's joke. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I, yeah, I think if we'd have, if if Charlie or, or Jet or, or somebody else had been on for the first half, then I think we'd have got a goal, and I think we'd have nicked it. I, I thought I, did, I thought we looked alright, and for our first game in charge, I don't think we can have too many complaints. People will moan though, I suppose. Yeah, Burnley are quite hard to break down though, so I'm not. Yeah, I've drawn five out of the last six or something like. that I wasn't that impressed by them. I got to be honest. But then again, everyone keeps telling me how good this league is and everything else. I think this league is rubbish. It's absolutely the worst championship I could ever remember. I suppose we'll find out tomorrow night with Brighton if Mm. the yardstick's there. We all know what's going to happen tomorrow night, Um, and who's going to score. When you look at the Premier League, you mean? I know we're talking about QPR, but when you look at the Premier League, the prize for going up should be even greater because even if you do go up, it's it's not that difficult to stay there if you get things right. Now look at Bournemouth. Yeah, look at well, Bournemouth on out of trouble by any means, but you, you can you, you know that Watford no, are going to stay up. And, but Norwich are the only up. ones in yeah. the in the bottom three at the minute, and you yeah. could see them staying up as well. I think yeah. we 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 have been shown up because we went we they playing every game like a cup match. And we went in with the attitude to try and compete with the bigger clubs by having big name players. And it just shows you maybe the cup match mentality is that we bit stronger. Because I think Villa are going in that league. Oh, and, um, yeah, yeah. Two, two other teams. But one of them is going to stay out. Watford or Bournemouth will stay up. And that's going to be pretty spectacular, in my opinion. When you think how much money we spent and we, we didn't quite manage it. Well, particularly given that Bournemouth have sort of been shorn of some of their best players through injury. And, and Watford only changed their manager again at the start of the season. Um, mm. And they're probably teaching for the end of the season. Yeah, they probably were. But Bournemouth, they basically stuck to their principles and just said, we're going to keep playing the same way, even though we've lost these key personnel. It would have been easy just to, like, shut up shop and lump it up to the big man. But they've, you know, and maybe, I don't know, I just don't think we were good enough. That's the that's the simple fact. And maybe there were too many big-time Charlies. And I don't mean that to be a pun, because I think, obviously, Charlie Austin was brilliant. But, I'm, I mean, there were too many guys who were just picking up the paycheck um, whereas Bournemouth look like they're they're all fighting for one another, and to be fair, at the moment we do as well. Egos before attitude, egos and wrong attitude, perhaps. Yeah. Rather than, I know the Bournemouth player had that personal tragedy, and, and yeah. when they scored, you could see the unity with the players, and you kind of think that we never really had unity. Well, that's why that's why it's good that we've got Hasselbank in because Eddie Howe was a manager who 
did really well with a team in the lower leagues and he managed to build a team like that and that's what Hasselbank did with Burton so you just got to hope that he can do the same at us yeah. Well, when we were at the meeting with Ramsey and Ferdinand at the start yeah. of the season the theme that I got out of that was that that dressing room was toxic at times and it needed to be changed now well that's going to be take two seasons three seasons but it did seem that there was issues in that dressing room and you kind of see it as well sometimes well, I think getting rid of Barton was a good move in that regard I know he's a good player and certain people are it was quite know, respectful sad. in Saudi yeah, I know he was yeah but, but I think you know, you know speaking to people in the game it, he, he's probably not very good influence in the dressing room um, and mm. well the irony was when he was talking about bad eggs <clears throat> exactly. he was obviously exactly wasn't and talking about himself I but I think that's what everybody thought but well exactly. yeah, we know who the bad eggs are stand up for your players you don't you know, um, call them out in public it's the manager's job if, if he decides to do that but I said that a lot last season and this, when there was tackles flying in our lads were not protecting mm. each other they weren't coming in and, and, and sorting each other out they were kind of just doing it I, mean, the only, I suppose you could say the falling was a big kiss at the, at the Reading game that time but we didn't really. They didn't seem to really get. You, they, I don't think they were down four, the pub having a, having a yarn after games and having the crack leg. Maybe four or five. No, but, but I, I mean, and, yeah, and, I think. I mean, ha, but obviously, Hasbrook's not going to sound different. But he, in his press conference today, he said he's, he he quite likes the spirit and they seem quite together. And I, I think they do. I think compared to, I think it was a different kettle of fish last season. I think we've moved a few of those those people on. And and what I did like was Clint Hill's um, summary of, of of their first training session. And saying that he was basically, you know, putting him through the mill a bit. And there was a few players who Hasselbank called over and, you know, basically said they need to try a bit harder. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's okay. quite encouraging. And the fact he wants to play a pressing game as well. I mean, the thing is, Rome's not built in, a, built in a day. I mean, he's, you know, I think for the clean sheet against Burnley in your first game, that's not, that, that's not the worst result in the world. Well, Rome wasn't built in a day, but it's, it's pretty startling how quickly we've gone from letting two in every game to not letting in very many goals at all. And I don't know what the particular stats are, although I do know it's been nearly two months since we were in a game with more than one goal. Mm. October 24th against MK Dons 3-0 was the last game that we were in that nice featured more than one goal thank you Chris yeah. but um, the thing is that, that, that well, you've just answered your own question there really because we've, 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 we've stopped the goals hang game. on hang on I don't know what the question was <laughs> and I don't know what the answer was but I'm looking forward to hearing it <laughs> but you I mean you, you said you're not quite sure how that happened the fact that we've mm. gone from letting mm. all the what's happened is we're, we're not we're not, you know, we're not scoring them now either. So we're not gung ho, are we? We're not. We're not just. Yeah. We, I mean, under Ramsey, we were just pouring forward. Um, but Anua, we talked about it. Anua looked really out of sorts. Mm. We were That's questioning true, actually. whether yeah. actually should he be captain? You know, is it affecting him? Is he under too much pressure now? He looks like a totally different player. Yeah. He's assured. He's confident. He's, you know, feels. He's sort of almost grown into himself in a matter of weeks. It's amazing how these things change around. Well, maybe he feels better protected in front of him as well. Yeah. Um, well, I think Fallin and Sandra. Sandra, they were playing really nicely on, together, on aren't Saturday, they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing with both of those is that they they do you know eventually run out of steam, and that's what I was saying. If mm. we you know um, if we could have got that goal in the first half, then I think we could have held on because we don't you know famous last words we don't look like conceding many at the moment Sandro's no. starting really to play really well said that before you play break, yeah, I, know. <laughs> I just hope Sandro doesn't um, pull up on Tuesday you know with two games in short space of time with his injury yeah. record well, well maybe, maybe he's going to prove everyone wrong we are not letting many in but we do seem to have a problem up front don't we mm. particularly if Charlie's on the bench I, I, it's quite unfair I think 
it's an unfair amount of pressure on Hoyler and Phillips to have them up front. And, and I'll give you another stat. You talked about the stat I gave you mm-hmm. before. We had 17 chances on Saturday, but only four of them were on target. So there's a real problem at finishing, isn't there, and getting on the end of stuff. And where are the options other than Charlie? I know, you know, Jets, Jets kind of getting back to fitness, but it's a bit threadbare, isn't it? I'll tell you what, he's huge. Who? I reckon he's bigger than Shitu. Oh, well, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I have not seen a, a forward that big probably since Gary Thompson. He's huge. Anyway, sorry, carry on. No, I, yeah, I agree, but I think maybe Hasselbank just said, you know, have a have a shot when you can, and uh, yeah, and that's that probably explains the the uh, not so many on target. But I don't know. I don't think any, many teams have scored a lot of goals against Burnley this season. They conceded two against Preston at home the game before that. But if you look, they're one of the teams that concede the fewest goals. Um, but I do. I can see Hasselbank coming in for a striker, whether or not Charlie Austin goes in January. Mm. It's a problem when you when you don't put Polter. Where was Polter? He's not on the bench even. Uh, What's happening? Polter. He's, he's sort of. I mean, uh, he hasn't been really seen since that infamous tweet. It's amazing how much they spent on him, and he's just nowhere to be seen. I know. I just think it was a bit of an odd acquisition that one. Yeah, it's a learning curve for who? <laughs> for both. But it yeah. is. I agree. I mean, it, it, it's. We're just not good enough to start with false nines um, mm. every week. And but is it not to say the opposition coming to... I mean, I thought Burnley... I thought Gray was quite good. You can see where they spent the money on him. I very decent, quick. Very good player. But you kind of... I felt their defence was more edgy. So if we had got behind them a bit more, we could have caused some problems because they, they didn't seem that sure. They were doing a lot of stupid things. Um, you expect sometimes. But you know what? At some point, we're going to have to play... I, th- I still think, as I said, we're going to try and get through to January and then you'll maybe see... Another squad coming in, another mm. rebuild. Well, another I, hope no, I, hope not. I hope not, because uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to. So I, I don't know if. The, you know, I don't know if he would go for that many players. I mean, he might get one or two, as Ari used to I say. I reckon he about six, six, eight, six really? in. Yeah, I reckon so. You can't, you can't get six players in, in depends, a window. When it, will we learn? It depends if the uh, objective is to, you know, well, we never know what the objective is, if, if it's to consolidate or whether it's, or it's promotion at all costs. They'll sit there and panic. They'll go, we're going to be, they're, they're in a little room. It's all very zen mm. and it's all tickety-boo. And they're fine, they're fine, they're fine. And then after about five minutes, someone goes, have you seen how much money we'll get if we go in the Premier League and how much debt we can pay with that money? Yeah. Quick, buy some players. It will change everything. And then the players that we can't get rid of will still be there and we'll have an even bigger squad with more people on Westfield and Saturdays and playing on the pitch. Well, we do, we do need another striker, really, regardless of whether Austin goes or not, because at the moment, it's, if, if, him, if he's not fit... Well, we have two strikers, in. don't we? Yeah. We have two strikers. Charlie and Jet, and that is not enough. You need four. Well, we've got Polter, but yeah. yeah. Okay, but he's obviously not in the picture, also, and you, you need three mm, to four. You also, you've yeah. also got the, the, the wee lad who played the Premiership last season, but doesn't seem to be get the chance in the um, the Cox. A, a go, oh, yeah, yeah. A, a go in the, um, in, 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 in the mm. Championship, oh, right, which is yeah. bizarre to say, right, we'll play you in the Premiership, yeah. but we're not going to play in the Championship. Yeah. That looks a bit bizarre. I think and a few people are disappointed not to see Petrasso play uh, from the off against... Yeah, and Hasselbank said he didn't play because he preferred the, the experience. experience of Henry. Yeah. Although, that, yeah, it was just, when Henry had that chance, you knew he wasn't going to score, didn't you? No. Yeah. I was looking forward to a Henry Barton kind of like, right, we've been nice to each other for two years. Oh, so yeah. Let's see what we really <laughs> feel about yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it was kind of like, 
very timid. Well, it was yeah. one. That, I mean, yeah, okay. The chance, obviously, a, he didn't really want it to fall to him, but he he played some quite decent stuff, Henry. I mean, someone yeah. called him next to me called him Henrino because he was doing he a bit. Did of, play all right, know, didn't he? Skill on, on the wing there. He's, he's what they used to call a utility player, or he's getting that way, isn't he? They he's sort a, of stick him everywhere. Of the, uh, Marcus, yeah, century. or a Marcus Bignot. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, right. Marcus so tomorrow night. Probably by the time a lot of people will have heard this, so we'll try and make it sort of current and relevant. We're playing Brighton, who are top of the league, who I don't even know how many games they haven't lost in. How many games have they not lost in? It's more than 10. I, think well, I don't think they've lost all season, have they? No, they haven't. Have they not? No, I don't no. Think so. Well, there you go, it's more than 10. <laughs> um, only in Europe's major leagues, um, the first and second division in every country, only Brighton and PSG are unbeaten still. Wow. And we have a player who's played for both QPR and Brighton. Now, Paul, this is one of your favourite players, so you can introduce him. I mean, when I was a child, no, (laughs) he was a legend. To me, he was brilliant. I mean, home games, he was just immense. He was amazing. He he just, you know, the the relationship he had with Gary Bannister was just superb. And it's Johnny Byrne. John, thanks for joining us. First off, the game tomorrow night. You played over 100 games for both clubs, so plenty of experience. What way do you think it's going to go? What, tomorrow? Oh, blimey. It's, um, well, as you know, Brighton are still unbeaten, aren't they? You know, top of the championship. QPR got a new manager. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I've always got to sit on the fence in these games, I think, haven't I? To be honest with you, I can't sort of... Um, yeah, I still live in Brighton, so I've got to be careful. I say, be careful what I say. Um, I think Brighton uh, are waiting to get beat, aren't they? I think it's going to happen. Um, you know, it's definitely going to happen at some stage. I can't see them going all the way through the season, uh, remaining unbeaten. Um, QPR got a new manager, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Um, I, I think it'll be a tough game for Brighton tomorrow. I think the, I think um, you know the players are want to show Jimmy Fly what they can do um, and they say Brighton the pressure that every time they go a game and they've not got beat I think there's a little bit more pressure on them does that make sense? Yeah. Yep perfect you, sense you, we're going to win the top of the, yeah the top of the league and you know they're, they're unbeaten but they're still not pulling away from from the from the pack you know because they're drawing a lot of games so I don't know I'm, I'm going for a draw <laughs> after all that <laughs> So, so basically, you are sitting on the fence. You got splinters yeah, in your arse. I've got splinters. I'm, a, I'm gonna squat like a. <laughs> John, are, you, are you coming tomorrow night? I'm not, mate. No, I can't. So I did, they did ask us. They did get asked to come. The club rang us and said, uh, "Would it be available?" But I, you know, I work. I'm a, I'm a podiatrist in the NHS, and you know, we've got clinics fully booked. So I don't get away from work till about six o'clock. Um, but I will be, uh, I will be, be, you know, keeping an eye on the game. It's not on telly, is it? It's not on telly. Tomorrow. Yes, it is. Oh, is it? All oh, right, okay. I'll, I'll watch it then. Right, yeah. As long as it's not on BT Sports, I'll definitely watch it then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crick, one of our guys here works at BT Sports, so we're pleased that you said that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he could be a florist, John. Have you? I don't know if you. I don't know if you've seen much of QPR or at all this year. But what's your view of where the club are at the moment and um, what they need to do to get back into the Premier League? Oh, blimey! It just seems to. Um, I don't know. They're just not kicking on at all, are they? You know, um, it, it, it all seems a little bit sort of middle of the tableish at the moment. If is that, is it, would it be fair enough to say that? I haven't seen a great deal of them. Um, but you know what the championships like you start putting a run together there's not much between 
you know, middle of the table, but and 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 getting back into contention. So, um, I mean, what he's got, he's got to galvanise them, has he? Um, you know, he's got to galvanise the, the troops and get them playing for him, and hopefully they can push on that that table. I mean, if the, the important thing for him, I think, is to keep hold of Charlie Austin. Surely, you know, in the transfer window, um, you know, because he's a player who can sort of uh, drive you on to. To, to get into that top uh, contending, contentive group. Yeah, we, we were just talking about Charlie actually um, about whether whether we whether he would go or stay. Um, I, I mean, at the start of the season, he he said that he was going to be he was going to stay out to the end of the season, and, and that's that because obviously he'll be available on a free then. So um, I don't know what you know. Obviously, you're a, you're a former striker. You what would you do? I mean, if you if if a club you know in the lower reaches of the Premier League or battling for survival like a Villa or a Sunderland came in for you, would you go for them or would you stick with and try and get QPR up? Oh, I tell you what, tough question, isn't it? Yeah. Question. I think um, I think if they were QPR were, were pushing a little bit towards the top of the table, probably. Be inclined to stay, but the moment—I mean, how far off the top? Are we We're only guys? four points I mean, off the playoffs. All right, okay. So yeah, so it, it's a difficult one, and I think the club are in a difficult situation, you know, because as you say, if he if he stays and he goes on a free, they, you know, they, they may want to cash in on him, and then you know, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank might want to find a striker who could replace him. Um, you know, difficult to do that because strikers who. Who can get you twenty, thirty goals a season? A few and far between at that level. Yeah, but we we were just saying. I mean, um, obviously Brighton are doing brilliantly, and, and you know, fair, I, I I wouldn't mind seeing them going up at all. But uh, we were saying that the standard of the championship doesn't appear to be as good as it has been in in previous years. No, I agree with that. I've always agreed with that. I think um, I think the, the championship. You know, we've seen it. Um, if you can find some consistency, you're going to be there. But I mean, it, it's the same old story, isn't it? I say Brighton, you know, they're unbeaten. They're, you know, they're top of the table. But you know, you're 20 almost 20 games unbeaten, and they've, they've not pulled away from the pack. And you know, it's you can see them having a bad spell. I don't want to put the the, the hoodoo on them, but I you do. can see them having a bad. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, tomorrow night you will, of course. You know, but. You know, and if they do have a bad run, you can see them, as I say, slipping down. But the only thing I would say about Brighton, and I know it's a QPR podcast, is that I think Chris Euton, he's, he's been there, seen it, done it. He knows what it takes. He's got a good squad together, and they're very, very well organised. And his major coup was bringing in Bobby Zamora back, obviously. He hasn't got the legs anymore, but in and around the 18-yard box, he's proven his worth. And, and getting the lad James Wilson, I don't know how long they're going to keep hold of him in from Manchester United. You know, I mean, I'm a United fan. I'm, I was gutted when he, when he left United. John, our podcast is going to run for the whole week, so uh, anyone that listens to it after tomorrow night, they'll know the Brighton results. So instead, let's move you on to a um, bit of nostalgia. Um, you, you played... Um, with distinction for the club in, in the 80s. Um, what are your memories of being down at Loftus Road? What, what are your kind of abiding memories of the club? Oh, God. Um, just, I don't know, really. I mean, there's, there's loads of uh, different memories. I mean, obviously, the, the, the fantastic results we had against Chelsea, the Middle Cup run, um, the plastic pitch, um, the, the, the fantastic retro... Uh, Guinness Queens Park Rangers kit, you know, it's mm. my favourite kit I've ever played in. It's, it was uh, <laughs> the track, the track suits, you know, the, the blue and white. It was just 
I mean, and, and, and the lads and everything, you know, everything around the club, it was just, uh, you know, from a lad coming from the north, coming down south, it was, um, you know, it was, a, it was a great move for me. Um, and I met some great people there and, you know, it was just a good club to to be around at the time. I mean, listen, it wasn't always up, you know, up for me. I mean, there were times when form was poor and I was left out and that, but I played with some great players around that time. And I don't know if I, I mentioned on the podcast last time, um, I, I said, you know, the, the quality, when I first come from York, the first training session, I was, I was gobsmacked with the quality around me. I thought, you know, I played for a decent side for York City, but, you know, some of the players around me, I was thinking, God, what am I doing here with this lot? Well, I can tell you what you were doing there. You were making people very happy. What was it? Well, yeah. Well, sorry, before you, before you got... Sorry, that's my fault for cutting in. Sorry, that's John. Right. What, what was it made Gary Balance and you click so well? Because you seemed to be telepathic almost at times. Well, I don't know. Uh, <coughs> maybe we were. No, I don't know. <laughs> 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 no, What's he thinking now, then? Where is he? Yeah, he's, oh, Banner, oh, he's having a bath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tell him he's got to come on the QPR podcast soon. Mm. Sorry. Has he not been on yet? No. Uh, are we down there? He was down there once the last season, I think. Um, yeah, I think he did the Manchester United game. I asked him, could I do that? And um, I obviously got custard pie for Banner. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that a full back to the 80s, John? Yeah, yeah definitely, mate. Yeah. But, but, he was, no, but back, he was amazing, though, wasn't he? He was a great player. He was great. I mean, he was one of the ones, you know, that first day of training. Watching, he was make, he was making runs that I would, I'd never, I wouldn't even have thought of making. You know, when I saw him in training, I was thinking, "Wow, I mean, that's a great little run." You know, but his quality, his first touch, his finishing, it was, it was incredible. You know, and he was such a, a, a good lad off the pitch. I think it's an old cliche, and we say that, but he was a great lad. He was a northern lad as well. He's from just outside Manchester, uh, from around Warrington, I think. Uh, but he was, he was a good lad off the pitch as well, and uh, we clicked and gelled and. Um, you know, I was. It was funny, really, because everywhere I've gone and I've played for, for teams, I've always played with a big striker than me. But all of a sudden, I became the big man. You know, <laughs> don't know how that happened. Oh dear! I was, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I I was just a bit like that before, actually. Sorry, go on. No, I was just. Uh, I was just going to say. Um, there's a couple of things. First of all, uh, I think you mentioned, might have mentioned this last time you came up, but just talk us once again through that little goal you scored against Chelsea. Oh, which, uh, oh, um, in the 6 0. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it was, you won't, they will never, well, I'll never forget. And I don't think a lot of QPR fans, it always comes up, um, you know, whenever we do play Chelsea. But yeah, I can't just remember, I've seen, well, I've seen it so many times now. You can, I can put you, I can show my six year old boy now <laughs> and my 28 year old boy, like, the goals I've scored in the past. It was, there was one on the other day, someone put something on Twitter against Watford, um, in the league, in the run-up to the Milk Cup, I don't know if you remember, we won one 0 Yeah. Mm. And the funny, the funny thing is, though, when you actually watch these goals, I remember that goal at Watford. I was about thirty yards out. Then when you watch it, I'm eighteen yards out. <laughs> 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 but what do you? I mean, with, with the goal against Chelsea, though, are you just thinking as soon as you get the ball, are you just thinking, right, I'm going for this, or, or is it, does it just sort of fall into your lap? It just falls. Out. They, well, well, yeah, basically. I mean, you pick the ball. I would just pick the ball up just over the halfway line, and then I started running. And then players came in, and they were sort of, I was sort of evading them. And then, I, you know, all of a sudden, you think, "Hang on a minute!" I just got. I, it's not. I don't think. It, I don't think you're thinking about it. I think they're just going over, and you're going round them, and you're going through. And then all of a sudden, you're through with just the keeper to beat. And 
you managed to plant it in the bottom corner. Oh. So, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think you're, you're thinking too much about it. I was, I'm probably more surprised that people just kept falling over as you're going out. And, and the other point I was going to mention before I sign off is just, I, I can't see if Rain, Wayne Rooney does a Man United podcast in 10 years' time saying that uh, he's not going to get to make the game because he, he doesn't finish work <laughs> till 6 o'clock. just strikes me as slightly unfair that, you know, you've, you've, you've given this great service to a lot of clubs, including QPR Brighton. Um, I'm sure you don't mind, but that, what, Rain Rooney and the likes of that, you just, just sort of missed out on the, uh, the gravy train there. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, you don't, you, you, I don't, well, I don't even think about it really because I enjoy my job now. I've, you know, I've been doing it for 15 years, you know, and it's a, yeah, I work with a good team of people and, you know, I'd, I'd rather be doing something than that than hanging around all day doing nothing than, yeah, and I can't see Wayne uh, retraining it to be a podiatrist or but, you know, but I, I, I have no regrets, uh, boys, you know, and good luck to those boys. You know, they're playing the football at the right time in terms of uh, financial gain, aren't they? You know, so. I'd say one thing, John, it's good to hear that, but you, you were, I don't think you ever grasped it how much you were loved by QPR, but you're properly loved at Rangers, and um, please, please, please do get down to a game soon because um, a lot of people would like to shake you by the hand, I'm sure. Uh, uh, t- oh, well, yeah, well, I'm, I'm definitely going to try and get down this season. I have spoke to the club about it. I've just got to uh, look at a few dates. So uh, they have invited us up. Uh, they, as I said, they invited me down tomorrow night, but it's impossible to get down there tomorrow. Well, that's so. good to hear. Not that you can't go that they yeah. invited you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and John, are you ever there in a, a consultation and you're looking at someone's foot or someone's ankle and, and they say, uh, Are you John Byrne? Have you ever had that? Oh well, yeah. Well, I don't get it. I mean, obviously, I haven't got a mullet anymore, so um, I don't get it. I don't get it very often. But I mean, people do see the name, and people sometimes sort of recognise us as that. I suppose um, you know. And then obviously, you know, they don't. They're not bothered about their ankle or whatever. They just want to talk about football, which you know is, is all right with me, sort of thing. The old distraction but, technique. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you do. I mean, you do get people, like I say, and it's nice. It's nice that people. I mean, I'm very lucky, lads. Like you know that. You know, most of the clubs I went to, people remember in a, us in a nice way. So I do appreciate that. It's. Um, you know, I suppose you you know you could go to some clubs, some players who played, and you know they could get a bit of a view. But I'm fairly lucky everywhere I went. Um, I felt I did okay for them. So, and I'm really pleased that when I was at Rangers, that people, most people do remember us in a, in, in a in a nice fashion. So it's it's pleasing. John, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, hopefully, you're Can wrong I? about the draw tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll we'll win. Um, but oh, yeah, make sure you come yeah. down to Rangers soon. Can I can I just uh, give a mention to someone? Go uh, for it, yeah. It's it's from the Jarrowars, and it's just to give Charlie Osis Lovell a mention. All right, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. That's all right. That's from <laughs> Paul down here. He's, he's a he's a local Ars fan. I know him well. Yeah, he's a good lad. He comes he comes to watch me play in. Uh, I played in, I foolishly played in a charity match. You know, I mean, the summer and Paul came down with his. He had his QPR shirt on and everything, and it was great to meet him, to be honest. But I only lasted about twenty minutes, and my hamstring went. So uh, no. uh, <laughs> you shouldn't play. You should when you're fifty four. Don't play in matches. Actually, you've got to say no. Yeah, take note, Paul. <laughs> take note. Yeah. Good to John, thanks a lot. Please do come on again. 
Oh, we'll do that anytime, boys. Anytime, anytime. I can help out. No Great. Problem. Cheers, big man. Take care. Bye, bye. Listen, th- thanks for asking us. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Cheers, Cheers mate. Cheers, brother. Cheers. 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 Bye. Take care. Bye, bye. Okay. So, um, a nice that, man. What a lovely guy. Yeah. Lovely guy. Paul's hero. Mm-hmm. What a mini. But he was probably. I mean, people from my era, and um, well, you know, because you're as old as me. Um, Nearly. It, it, stop it. <laughs> Um, it's just just to hear that he's working for the NHS is good in one way it's because he's putting something back but you can't imagine people from two years a, ago a Premier League centre forward being a nah. podiatrist he no a, mean feat he was a great player he's another one like Ian Stewart who did, it, it, oh God. <laughs> he's another one like Ian Stewart who didn't realise how good he was I think I think John Byrne underestimated himself and that was his problem he was a very very good footballer the only one who could be a podiatrist is Sol Campbell oh, oh wow <laughs> you do this on Facebook oh, you? Like, come on you, you, you wanted a laugh I'm not, you wanted not, a laugh uh, at that I'm just I'm just, I'm just yeah. watching I'm just watching someone's career yeah. or Tony yeah. Adams token right. ear uh, <laughs> you need, no you need, this needs to stop Stop, okay? Okay. Really need to stop, yeah. Um, Otherwise, we'll end up getting sp- sponsored by some so company. So, before we Which move on to the R's end, let's... Um, before we move on that. to the R's end, the interesting debate we were having before we started recording. I sent you an email earlier, Paul, where I referred to Rangers, like, as in the sentence was, you know, hopefully Rangers will get points over Christmas, I think it was. And you corrected me and said, it's not Rangers, it's the Rangers. And John Byrne just referred to us as Rangers, not the. So does it have a the, or doesn't it have a the? Uh, when John Byrne says it, it's fair. When you say it, I'll just pick you up with it. Duh. Chris, are you the or not the? Well, you're the if you're going down to what you're going to. I'm going down the Rangers. I mean, that's a... That's, but, but, I mean, I would... St- you know, half of our songs have got... Rangers in that, that, when Rangers win and Chelsea lose. No, it's not when the no, Rangers no, no, win no, no, and Chelsea you, lose. You, you, you misquoted me, which is unfair and a dyslexic. But um, <laughs> here we go. Yes, well, well played, well played by me. What, what I was saying was, I always say the Rangers because maybe that's a Labrigrove thing. I don't know, but a lot of people from where I lived always said the Rangers. That's yeah, but you do. You, but yeah, you go. I'm going down the Rangers. How, yeah. did, how did the Rangers get on? Yeah, that's. But of course, the, you don't sing when the Rangers win in Chelsea. No, no, no. Of course not. That's a daft thing to yeah. say, Chris. Let us know on Twitter if you're Team Finney with the Rangers or if you're Team Me, whatever. <laughs> on just the Rangers, let us know. That'll be your mum falling in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no. Right, ours ends. Ours ends. Anything that you haven't said yet that you need to say. Um, first thing I have to say is thank you to Thomas Holden, who bought us the beers tonight. Oh. So a chap called Thomas Holden went on our website. We have a little PayPal account where the, pay- the podcast is free. It's always been free. However, we take donations because we have running costs and all the rest of it. He clicked on our donation button and gave us money for beers. Aww. So these beers we have in front of us are courtesy of Thomas Holden. So, so thank you very just, much for him. Someone's just tweeted, now that I've seen Paul Finney in this T-shirt, I know it's a great ideal present for my dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I may as well go on to the second thing. So tonight, so we've got a deal. Sorry. So we've got a deal with the Art of Football, who are they? Must be they're, they're Rangers fans. They they do um, really nice T-shirts with um, kind of pictures that they've turned into artwork on them. And Finney's wearing the Zamora girl, and 
I'm wearing the Trevor Sinclair goal. We've got for Christmas, if you want to buy it, you should go on there. There's loads of designs, not just QPR, not just Rangers, not just the Rangers, but non-QPR designs as well. I think Ash, who does the AK90s podcast before us, was wearing a Renault hang on, Higita got, hang one. On, hang on, Me and Chris are getting left out here. I oh, know, yeah. We need to on? sort you and Chris out no, one. Well, anyway, they are, they are very nice. so we've got an offer on with them. It's 10% off. If you put there in the you code, go, Chris and Chris. If you, <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah, you're all heartful. If you, if you go on their website, so we get Florally used. Yeah. If you go on their website and put in the code QPR pods, you get ten percent off. So go on to art of footballcom We keep ten percent off. Get more, ten more. Ten percent off. Ten percent off. Exactly. Right. Go on, Chris. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. I, well, I was just going to mention this um, Stan Bowles raffle that we've had running for two or three weeks now uh, and very kindly most of the um, uh, fans websites like uh, Indiars, Love for Words and a few of the others um, have uh, stickied I think is the term so yeah it's, it's essentially it's, you put five quid in um, and you can win a variety of goodies I mean uh, you can get yourself a, a QPR signed shirt by most of the most of the squad a signed picture of Stan uh, some EA Sports FIFA 16 games he can even win a spot on the podcast and if you're really lucky and you, uh, get, you pick up the booby prize you can win two that's spots that's how Finney came to come on wasn't it <laughs> yeah uh, anyway so they never told you you were funny was a very cruel human being but can I do more foot jokes no. Sorry, go but on, it's, Chris. It is for a great cause. Um, it's for it's obviously to go towards Stan's ongoing care, as most people know. He's got Alzheimer's, and and it's going to be split between his ongoing care and the Alzheimer's Society. And you can is it West Twelve Media? What's the what's the? If you go on our website at qprpods.co.uk, there's a button there, top right, isn't on, it? I think. I think it's on the homepage. If you go on there, if you can't find it, just tweet us and ask us. But if you go on there, you click on the PayPal button under the competition, you donate a fiver, you get put into the draw. We're closing it next Monday mm-hmm. so that we can make sure the prizes get out before Christmas and we'll announce the winners on the pod next Monday and contact them next Monday. Cool. I mean, I don't know. I, I, they should get there, but given it's going to be the 21st then, it might be a bit tight, but... Just in case. I mean, we can talk raw mail logistics if <laughs> <Yeah>. you want. <laughs> no, let's not. Hopefully. But... Hopefully they will get there for Christmas. Yeah. Okay. If they don't... <laughs> they don't. Chris. <laughs> um, I just want to say, I think we're going to win tomorrow night. That wasn't the point. That's my R's end. Oh. We're, okay. Go okay. on. Okay. Expand. Uh, well, I just think I agree with um, what we heard earlier about uh, Brighton uh, just waiting to be waiting to uh, lose. You're not going to go the whole season unbeaten in the championship. They've been close a few times. They were two 0 down two weeks two weekends ago. Somehow came back last minute winner. Bobby Zamora. It's annoying me how much he's helping them as well. Um, but yeah. Anyway, well, I think we're going to win. It's going to be tight again. Maybe a one nil. Do you think we'll win if we don't start with a striker? I think we will start with a striker. We're going to start with Charlie Austin up front. So I've been reading. Okay. Cool. Between the lines. I, I have a couple of things to say. First, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Florally Use. Um, <laughs> it's always great to see another florist on the podcast. <laughs> Please pop in the funky flowers in Barnet and say hello, Florally Use. We'll start re- renaming it the Floodcast at this rate. You're really Floodcast. The other thing is. A bit of mine, Danny Allen and Jimmy Oz, Osmond, are doing a boxing match in Watford on Sunday the 20th for cancer research it's a wet colour boxing match 
Um, and um, anyone that gets in the ring for any reason gets my full respect because I'm a complete wuss. And Are they QPR like... fans? Absolutely. Um, okay. Danny sits near me, he's a good mate. So, okay. one thing we need to talk about is the atmosphere at the Rangers. Um, it's been a wee bit. For the last couple of seasons, since Philip Beard had this brainwave of kicking everyone out of the lower loft and making it a family stand, which is fine because now it is a family stand, and now we've got the lower school end, which is full of people who mess that seem might not go that many games and they put them in there and you get the way fans above both ends of the ground seem to have there seems to be a, a void of noise at, yeah, at yeah. no I'll go with that and I, I mean, and I don't know how we fix it it's a very difficult issue it's a too small a ground to have beer. a family issue you can't give a 12 year old free beer Chris and that's just wrong but seriously it needs to be addressed seriously and I don't know how we do it without upsetting anyone because if you the team playing better will help yeah, but even don't forget, the it, last few seasons have not been very good. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's anything to do with that. I, I generally I believe... I think it is a little yeah. bit. I mean, no, I don't, I come on, because even the season we went up, of course, Wembley... Well, I'm talking about when we won the playoff on Wembley was amazing, yeah. but coming up to it, it wasn't that great because so, we thought we weren't going to go up. So, actually, have we even had an amazing season? I don't remember even having, like... like the, you think that Liverpool game 3-2 in the first Premier League season how many moments like that have we had since that game well, also for, the, for there to be a good atmosphere the fans have to be fully behind the manager and Chris Ramsey just didn't have the support of the yeah, QPR but it's, fans it's not about that I, I generally do believe there's something seriously wrong with the atmosphere that, uh, at QPR the Rangers that needs to be sorted <laughs> pretty you know it's just it's, I just find it strange because the, the, you know, the Liverpool game the, the Chelsea game we beat them was, was buzzing but even in league Division, all Division 2 were in that it was more uh, the atmosphere was better I just wish the club could try and sort this issue out and get rid without any tacky clappers and silly things like that gimmicks just get the atmosphere going again well I, I'm sort of with David I think I, 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 it's in terms I mean was the family stand was there when we went up under Warnock wasn't it no it came in under Philip Beard's room, regime so it would have been the it? first season in the Premiership yeah was it okay okay because I was going to say the atmosphere was was pretty decent that year um, mm. but I, yeah I mean it, it's, it's, it, might have been the, it would have been the second season perhaps I don't know anyway it was Philip Beard brought it in who was completely useless Sorry. yeah I mean what I've, 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 I've said before is that the, the, the problem is you're going to get lucky it's Brighton tomorrow that's when the problems arise because half the family stand will be empty because the kids will be like my yeah. kid and all the rest of it. Um, but maybe for next season or, or, or sometime, like I said, that time you could, if you could bring your mate in or whatever on those nights, that would be yeah. handy. It was not, nice to see Chris Ramsey on Match of the Day 2 last night as He well. did well, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. It's good. Right, we, we, we have to finish up because we have a cleaner looking at us night. through the window. Yeah. Three nil Rangers tomorrow night? We'll- the Rangers. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Keep, this has been the QPR Podcast. The QPR podcast is a West 12 Media and Burble Media production. The QPR podcast is sponsored by Florally Yours, based outside Harrow-on-the-Hill train station and run by Kerry, a QPR fan. They can supply everything you need in the way of fresh flowers and plants for every occasion. QPR, QPR, we